Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly met last night, it approved an ordinance to extend Sitka's temporary mask mandate through March of next year. But the new mandate, which differs slightly from the one in place for the rest of this month, must be approved by the Assembly on second reading before it goes into effect. The city's current mask mandate is set to expire on September 28th or when Sitka's high COVID risk level drops. With the new ordinance, masks wouldn't be required in indoor public spaces anytime Sitka's risk level drops below high. The mask mandate would go back into effect anytime the city's risk level increases to high over the next six months. For around two hours, the Assembly listened to public testimony on the mask mandate. Nearly 30 Sitkins spoke against the mandate and eight voiced support for the ordinance. After deliberation, the Assembly approved the ordinance on a 4-2 vote, with members Rebecca Hemshute, Crystal Duncan, Kevin Mosier, and Tor Christensen voting in favor, and members Kevin Knox and Valerie Nelson opposed. The Assembly will consider it on second reading when it meets on September 28th. We'll have more coverage of the Sitka Assembly meeting and the masking ordinance on Raven News tonight at 518. A van caught fire and was heavily damaged near downtown Sitka on Monday evening. Emergency dispatch received a call shortly after 7 p.m. that a vehicle was burning outside the former Sitka Presbyterian Church. Police were first on the scene and attempted to extinguish the fire in the engine compartment of the Chevy van, but it was already higher than the vehicle's roof. Fire Chief Craig Warren credits the officer for making the attempt. A five-pound extinguisher can get a lot of work done, but it needs a kind of an enclosed space and when it's vented like that it you just don't have a way to push it back you push it back a little but as soon as your extinguisher's out all those plastics and oils poof reignite firefighters arrived on scene a few minutes later and put the fire out with water warren says the incident incident was documented for insurance purposes but no further investigation is warranted Health officials in Sitka reported four new cases of coronavirus on Monday, pushing the seven-day case count up to 11. As a result, the community alert level continues to be high and will remain there until the seven-day count drops below nine. Although the City of Sitka dashboard no longer provides demographic information, the Sitka School District website suggests that Monday's spike is in the under-12 age group. The district is now reporting eight coronavirus cases associated with Keat Gushihee Elementary, up from four last Friday. In addition, there is one case now associated with Blatchley Middle School. One case reported at Baranoff Elementary last Friday is still posted on the district page. In-person learning is continuing in all district buildings. Despite the uptick, Sitka is now faring far better than the rest of the state as the number of patients hospitalized in Alaska with COVID-19 hit a new record over the weekend. From September 10th to 12th, the state reported almost 1,500 new cases, 210 hospitalizations, and one death from the virus. Widespread vaccination has been an important component of Sitka's recovery from a summer surge of COVID. Currently in Sitka, almost 81% of eligible residents are fully vaccinated. The vaccination rate statewide lags far behind Sitka's, with just over 56% of all Alaskans 12 and over having received the vaccine. 
Health officials in Yakutat are reporting six active COVID cases as of yesterday evening. According to a press release from the Yakutat Department of Public Safety, four of the six patients are vaccinated. Three of the positive patients are residents and one is a health center employee. Four of the six patients are experiencing symptoms. The Yakutat Community Health Center is in the process of contact tracing and will be offering a community testing clinic this week. The date and time of that clinic are not yet confirmed. And if you're experiencing COVID-19 symptoms, call the Yakutat Community Health Clinic COVID hotline at 784-3010. In our series exploring new businesses that emerged during the pandemic and Sitka staples that found success amid tumultuous times, KCAW's Tosh Kimmel visited the Alaska Pure Sea Salt Company in downtown Sitka, which has seen an uptick in sales this summer, even during a slow cruise season. When Darcy and Jim Michener began making sea salt in their kitchen over a decade ago, they could never have known where it would lead them. We became enamored with salt making about 20 years ago and just made it for fun, for our own kitchen, and then found out about flake salt and realized there was no domestic producer of flake salt. Jim Michener says like any business, Alaska Pure Sea Salt began with an idea. There was no flake salt manufacturer in the Americas. We were the first salt manufacturer outside of Europe and Australia to make flake salt with beautiful, clean Alaska water. And we thought, this has got some some wheels. This idea might take off. And then a leap of faith. Our first three customers that tried it were all James Beard award-winning chefs and started ordering immediately. We knew we had a good idea, and then it started gaining popularity and then started offering retail wholesale and then decided to grow it into a store when we saw that uh, Lincoln Street had space available and also wanted to have a local product available to visitors of Sitka. It took them five years of toying and tinkering with their salt recipe to arrive at the translucent pyramidal flakes we see today. But even after 12 years of business, Michener says their biggest challenge was yet to come. When the pandemic hit, we were spooked, like most people were, um, thinking there were absolutely no visitors coming to Sitka. That was really scary for the, the store side of the business. We also have the kind of the, the hidden side of the business is we sell a lot of salt to high-end restaurants, and they all shut down, so that was just gone. With restaurants closed and cruise ship travel on hold, the future of Alaska Pure Sea Salt seemed murky. But like any business struggling under the financial strain of pandemic-era shutdowns, the Michners pivoted. It was January and February of 2020. We thought, you know, this looks like it's going to be the real deal. Let's just kind of plan now for the worst case scenario. And luckily we had rebuilt our website about four months prior in November and turned it into more of a commerce-based website. And so we just really tried to hit social media and really, really promote on social media to get the word out. Michener says that's where they found some success. It turns out their product did well online, and that carried them through the first wave of COVID. We really had great results, especially in April when everyone was locked up and at home and looking at their computers, and we just pushed hard. And I mean, it still was not enough to support the entire business, the online sales, but it really, really kind of stopped the bleeding and allowed us to limp through 2020. And it was really, really scary. We thought we might lose everything, but we managed to get through 2020 and come into 2021 just ready to to keep going. And while local support kept their business afloat last season and in the winter months, it's a more unlikely clientele boosting sales this summer. Even with low cruise ship numbers, they've seen record-breaking sales. It's been enough independent travelers and people coming to town 
that have the time to come in and learn what we're doing. They're not just dashing in for five minutes and trying to get a trinket to take home. They're learning what we do. And so we've had better sales with independent travelers this summer than we've ever had with a cruise ship summer. For Darcy and Jim Michener, the greatest payoff isn't the money, but sharing their love of salt with the world. Because as Jim puts it, good salt makes a difference. You can hear list, uh, parts one and two of this series on our website at kcaw.org. Southeast Conference's annual summit, bringing together civic and business leaders from across the region, opened on Tuesday in Haines. As KHNS's Corinne Smith reports, this year's event will be a mix of in-person and online sessions with COVID protocols for those who show up in person. Panels will feature political and industry leaders from across Southeast Alaska gathering to discuss economic development and the future of the region. Tier Southeast Conference's annual meeting will be a blended event, with panel sessions both in person in Haines and broadcasting virtually. Southeast Conference's Executive Director Robert Venables says they're expecting about 150 people to attend in person. We're expecting everyone that shows up to have been vaccinated or tested negative before arriving in Haines. We're going to mask up throughout the event. And for the most part, we're sequestering on the fairgrounds. So we're going to use local caterers to bring food in um, and, you know, make sure that we're as safe and sequestered as possible. Venables says participants' tables will be spaced out at the conference venue at Harriet Hall, with hand-washing stations provided and hall doors open for airflow. The usual after-hours events and social mixers have been canceled. He said if participants do contract COVID while in Haines, they've made special arrangements. We've worked out um, an arrangement with Airlift Northwest that they will come and extract um, any of our attendees that test positive uh, during the 60-hour the event that we have there in, in Haines. So we have a provision so that um, we can address that. Elected officials, industry, and tribal leaders will meet to discuss a wide variety of economic development issues from rebounding tourism, health care, and broadband internet to President Biden's infrastructure bill, mariculture, and mining development. Speakers include Alaska's congressional delegation, Angela Rodell, CEO of the Alaska Permanent Fund, and Sea Alaska's CEO, Anthony Mallett. Robert Venables said finding accommodations for participants in town has been challenging, but he hopes the in-person and virtual format of the conference aims to be inclusive. This hopefully will serve to um, to help others figure out how to have a meaningful event and get business done, bring the causes and the, the resources together. We're, we have quite a number of, of individuals and agencies coming that's going to really be helpful to, to Haines and the region in rebuilding after a very disastrous year. Southeast Conference begins in Haines and online on Tuesday, September 14th through Thursday, September 16th.